Yeah, she's absolutely, I mean, everybody that's ever met Kim has been like, wow, what a lovely lady. Uh, she knows her cigars, knows her whiskey, and she's just it's a really great funny. person to be around. Oh, absolutely. Like she always used to, she always used to say, I think she would say it when you were still working. She used mm-hmm. to work with, we used to work together, all of us in the um, same bar. Oh yeah. Uh, but she always used to say like, people would be like, they'd come and ask me, they'd be like, hey James, do you know anything about cigars? And I'd be like, and nope, if Kim was there, Kim I'd be does. like, I, I do, but you really want to talk to her. Yes. And then sometimes they'd end up, and she, she would yeah. say like, sometimes they'd be in the humidor yeah, and they'd be like, do you know anything about whiskey? And she'd be like, oh, I know cigars. You want to talk to the guys out there about whiskey. Yeah, no, she's, she's fantastic. <laughs> and I know every single time some people came out of the humidor with Kim, they were always like, that was so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're Great all experience. smiling ear to ear. They, every yeah. time. I mean, Kim's it's very personable. It's hard not to when you're with her. Exactly. Yeah. So. So happy birthday, uh, Kim. Happy right? birthday, Kim. And raising awareness for MS. If you ever seen the movie Love and Other Drugs, that mo- you know you can kind of get a get a good idea of uh, of what it's like. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that over five trillion dollars exchanges hands on a daily basis? That's an average of over two hundred and twenty billion dollars an hour. Now, how does this much money move every single day, and why does it move the way it does? Here on Drunkenomics, two bartenders who also happen to be students at the University of Nebraska Graduate School of Business are going to sit down and drink to the global economy and try and translate it into English. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a stiff one, and have a drink with us to the comedy that is the global economy. Right, and welcome back to Drunkenomics, the drinking podcast with an economics problem. I am, by the powers vested in me by several banking failures in the last three days, <laughs> four, and the VIX, obviously, by product of, of course. Stuff. The more gracious host? No, 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 James no. James Goldwater. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold your oh, horses, pal. All right, come on. That's, um. The host with more oh, grace. You are the more, yeah, you are the more gracious host. Did you say more gracious host or less go. gracious host? I'm the less gracious host because the VIX is above. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. No, I'm, okay, I'm, so you are correct. Yeah, I'm the more gracious host. Yes, exactly. Going my bad. bad. I am more gracious. <laughs> and that makes you, um, you the graceless host. I misheard host. you. My bad. <laughs> I said graceless. <laughs> What did I mean by that? Uh, the less gracious host. Ah, there we go. Ah, I've I'm had more than edit. two shots before this mic went hot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and say so. Graceless, gr- uh, less gracious. There we go. Less gracious. And what? Uh, what? What's your name again? What's your moniker? My name is Aaron Wong. Um, I okay. So by the way, moniker. Uh, chess.com moniker uh because you know we play chestnut checkers around here we uh, do <laughs> chess.com moniker. challenges yeah chess.com moniker in case you guys want to play is uh golf is easy it's just all one word low caps the worst part is no. I, I knew that <laughs> i keep meaning to track you down and challenge you and then i get drunk instead yes um, same here don't play me when i'm drunk what but, a gracious way to be yeah but anyways uh, uh, so what i'll say is this um it's been a wild weekend so obviously yeah. we're gonna try and get to it but more importantly this has been a wild weekend. Mm-hmm. It has been a wild weekend. Friday on, and we had a fantastic chat in the Discord. Actually, we had several fantastic chats in the Discord. Yes, we did. Wild, great conversations. Some really awesome guys. Econoholics and Drinkonomists out there, I'm just going to applaud you really fast. <laughs> that was legitimate. Um, <laughs> you guys had a really great conversation in there. You guys know people. You guys are in it. It was really awesome to yeah. like, be able to just kind of jump in really quick. Absolutely. It was everything I kind of hoped this would be. And somehow it happened without, like, despite us and without our help, which kudos to you guys. Yeah, no, um, seriously. But if you want to join that Discord, the free to all, always free, uh, mm-hmm. one for all and drunks mm-hmm. for one, then <laughs> you'll need to track us down on other social media first, which of course means checking us down in the um, Instas, uh, Facebook, well, in, the, in the metaverse. Yeah, so Facebook, it. Instagram at Drunkadomical, D R U N K E N O M I C A L. And then, of course, on Twitter, totally separate social media. Yeah. 
Not totally. related in any way, shape, or form to any other social media. And I'm sorry, Elon, I won't let that die because it's <laughs> stupid. But it's also a drunken album called D-R-U-N-K-E-N-M-I-C-A-L. <laughs> and you will then find the invite to all our other... So- no, you won't it on Twitter, but you will on everything else. You will find it to the well, Discord. We'll slide in our DMs and we'll, we'll send you the invite to the Discord because yeah. we love having... Also check us out on LinkedIn. on LinkedIn. We're more than happy to... Build our networks, hang out with you guys, join us there. Of course. And yeah, exactly. And I guess, and, and I'll be honest right now, chess.com, if you really want to challenge the oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Golf is easy. Yeah, exactly. All lowercase. <laughs> so I'm James G8303, nice. all lowercase, my spaces. But seriously, um, uh, speaking of chess.checkers, checkers, before we continue, we should also say that uh, none of this is financial advice, thoughts, and views that we express here do not reflect the thoughts and views of our employers. So. Just, just clear that up. This is two, uh, this is two random individuals. Yeah, just um, drunk. Not random. Uh, two specific individuals. Specific uh, that are yeah, drinking. Having a few drinks. Yeah. Two shots before the mic is hot. So yeah, ex- absolutely not so. Exactly. And if we do say Legally. something that is, uh, that just so happens to be the thoughts and views of some of our employers, uh, it's a pure coincidence. Well, then finally they're cottoning on. <laughs> they're finally getting the point. They're, they're finally on. realizing like the it. truth. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, what like seriously crazy week. I I, I guess we should really just address the elephant in the room, right? Uh, which which elephant? I guess there are three of them. Someone really, or two. I'll be honest. Someone went poaching last week. Someone someone went poaching. poaching. And I'll be honest. I forget. I I saw it on our Twitter like this morning, and I wish I could remember who it was that said it to us. And I'll be honest. I'd look it up, but I'm really bad with my phone. That's not true. I'm not really bad with my phone. I'm. Actually, fantastic with my phone. My phone, I can make phone calls. I can text. I can get on Discord. I'm wild. What more do you need? No, um, but we got this awesome tweet from someone who just who who just tweeted to us, just shared us, was just like, "Hey, great episode last week." Doom loops. And oh. I'll be honest, I had a lot more to drink last week than I realized, especially on listening. I still think we nailed it. Well, I also just I also just got down here to the to to the recording bay, and um, I'm holding. The now empty box of wine that was not anywhere near empty when we started recording last week. And I'm it's like, woo. Yeah. I actually felt fine the next morning. So don't worry about that. But I was definitely like, I was like, man, well, I drank a lot more than I thought. No. So I, I remember this guy. He said, guys, your most recent pod was so right on with mm-hmm. the fallout. Uh, Ram, his name is Ramir. Dude, I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. First of all, appreciate yeah, the comment. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. But he's like, last pod we're right so on. right on with the fallout of Silicon Valley Bay because we talked about the Doom Loop, but we also talked about, about the Doom Loop. Um, We didn't realize because we were recording on Monday. We didn't realize there were a bunch of Dooms that were about to loop. I know, exactly. So this was well, so. Yeah, we did, but we didn't realize that was going to happen like that well, fast. Come on, guys. Well, hold on. We First of all, the Doom Loop that we talked about was the Chinese Doom Loop with their population, mm-hmm. the, the, the huge population demographic Absolutely. issue. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 demographics into into an economic collapse oh, or at least yeah. economic stagnation or shrinkage yeah it's gonna be it's gonna like i think it's still nothing's changed yeah seriously nothing's um, changed which i i mean first of all I, I will say that like i wish cnbc and bloomberg and everything whatever the business news networks are out there i wish mm-hmm. they talked about something else other than silicon valley bank but this is a really big story right so you know i guess we should just well, you know the elephants in the room let's are just start, let's just start with some really fun facts out of last week okay it, it, it's well the, the first what was, was the first one way. what was the first one that fell though the crypto so the bank first thing that goes was to a, silvergate bank silvergate, on Wednesday. that's it okay liquidates announces liquidation uh-huh and so there's a little bit of contagion um, apparently anou- well yeah. i think i think it was just it was um i think with silvergate bank what you've got is a bank uh that's run by silvergate capital right so it's run by a bigger hedge fund mm-hmm. um we've seen billions axe wanted a bank axe got a bank it got him into trouble he ended up in switzerland <laughs> spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert well it's not really an alert 
spoiler uh, happened. Yeah, I don't know. How do well, you do that? I mean, well, yeah, well, how, um, I don't know how you. How right, you sorry for the spoiler. Go. There we go. Um, <laughs> spoiler backwardation. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I like uh, that. Come uh, on, a little bit. You're great in high inflation times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, little economic reality. I mean, if you think about it, futures or guys, commodities have a direct correlation with inflation, which means it's an inflation hedge. But anyways, yeah, exactly. Um, which is why people love commodities so, during inflation. High inflation. Oh yeah, period. absolutely. Um, but there, so so Silvergate yeah. uh, announces liquidation. And so why does a bank announce liquidation? Well, first off, it means it means that whoever owns the bank mm-hmm. is looking at it going, well, okay, let's put it this way. What do banks do? And if you think they hold yeah, your money and they do? give it back to you, you're wrong. <laughs> banks are in the business of making money. With money. I've got bad news. There's only a few things that aren't in the business of making money, and they tend to be governments and nonprofits. <laughs> and when governments make money, it's either accidental or yep. you have a problematic government. Or you have, or you have a government yeah. that's making a shrewd business decision in a horrifying economic time. TARP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's three options. Well, it, I'll be I, honest, I think that's the, I think that's the only um, investment, really, uh, in, in a direct way that a government's made money on a venture. Yeah, I, I have my, Usually governments aren't in the business of making money. Yeah, so I have my views on that, but anyways, so uh, governments are not in the business to make money. Companies like Neither Silvergate are these. Are, are uh, the well, one, guess, the well, called, they're called nonprofits. <laughs> the, other, uh, the part two, when it's not government, it's nonprofits. Right. And um, That's I'll you. be honest, if we really want to talk about nonprofits, most nonprofits are in the business of making money. They're just not in the business of reinvesting it. And we can do FIFA hospitals, anything you want. If you want me to take right. them apart and explain why they're extremely profitable ventures that are just gaming tax code. I'll do it, but that's a different day yeah, for a different but, episode. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Silvergate. Wait, was it Silver? We're talking about Silvergate, right? Or Silvergate Bank. Silvergate was, Bank. We're only to, we're only to Wednesday. Yeah. So we record. So last week we recorded on Monday. Exactly. And tonight we're recording on um, also Monday, on Monday. Right? We like to we like to record on Mondays. Sometimes we record on Wednesdays. But for the most part, um, it's Mondays. Today's three thirteen, March thirteenth. Just just for the record. Yep. Um, yep. So so Monday, and it was it was a late filing too on Monday. It was like a Monday, like at eleven p.m. I think um, it was either eleven a.m. or eleven p.m. We're seeing eleven involved. But <laughs> Silvergate announced it was going into liquidation. Silvergate yep. uh, Bank just said, "Ah, this is how we got here." Silvergate Bank says liquidation. Banks are in the business of making money. They're not just here yep. in the business of holding your money until you want your money back. Yeah, well, they that's are, not, but, but they're using it to make money. Yeah, so I mean, that's, not, not that's just, not a very good business plan if you just like store people's yeah. money and do nothing with it. They're not just, right? they're that's not a just, terrible just business a, plan. Uh, that's a storage, they're, say, uh, a storage place. They're, yeah, um, it's, not, it's not just a vault. It's not they're, a, it's, they're trying to do something with it. Yeah, it's not a glorified mattress that you still have money under. Yeah, they actually like exactly. take that money and they well, buy it. Well, it is a glorified mattress because if it's bad, it hurts your back in the end. But good point. Yeah. So, so, bank. Let's put this way. so when a bank decides or a bank decides it's going to go with liquidation, it's because it's it's got a um, it's got a board of directors that are going to say, hey, you know what? Actually, with all fiduciary responsibility <laughs> involved, this bank shouldn't exist anymore because it's not making money. <laughs> and um, I, I would say it's really hard not to make money as a bank. Um, and then I'll also say like a, a bank that that's just quit the business. But when you quit the business, it's like, it's, it's like being a restaurant that's going like, uh, we're not going to cook food after Friday. Yeah. It's like, like, what do you mean? You're not going to cook food. Well, no, we're just not going to cook food anymore. It's like, no, that's what you do. That's your job. You know? Oh yeah. But, uh, sorry, Aaron, we don't know how to cook food anymore. What do you mean? You don't know how to cook food. I, 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 I'm selling my restaurant. I don't know how to cook anymore. I forgot. What are you it's, selling it for? I mean, what are you oh, going to do? Sorry, I'm sorry. It's so hot out there that I can't currently make the food cook. So what does that have to do with anything? Cook, or <laughs> yeah. cold the food. Yeah, no, it's, 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 um, so why does Silvergate close? So Silvergate well, looks, 
they look at everything and they go, oh, the market's bad. It's crazy. For crypto, um, particularly, yes. For crypto, particularly, because Silvergate was a huge crypto bank. Yeah. Um, so they look at the market and they essentially you're a restaurant that serve that's like I serve people that are from 19 to 23. Ooh, that's what a, not inherently what a, true. Or people wearing blue ties. It's like it's like a weird like five things, and then like blue was outlawed in the town, and so it's like, well, I know we don't have a market or a business to exist in. Yeah, it's, it's weird because like I mean, like the people that are aware of cryptocurrency, I feel like don't really know what they're doing because you know if you work in finance, you don't actually do much to cryptocurrency. Because like, we're, we're, I'm aware of cryptocurrency and I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but like I mean, and I, it, here's the worst weird. part. Like, I, I think I think the tech has a, and I've said this. I think the tech. Behind cryptocurrency has a value. It's fantastic. Purpose, yes, absolutely. But it's yes. not currency. No, it's not. Cryptocurrency is not currency. No, it's not. It, it really. It go really, see the episode. We've already done. Yeah, I, I can't, solved that problem. I can't stress this enough. Like the amount of times people are like, "Oh yeah, you want to see? Me, you don't want to buy drinks at this bar with crypto?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead, do it." And they're just like, "All right, here we go. Watch." And then they convert their Bitcoin into cash. Buy a drink, and I'm like, so you didn't buy it with Bitcoin, you bought it with cash, you bought it with dollars, but but you know, through but, a weird conversion, yeah, through a weird rapid conversion, which like I'll give you props for. That's pretty impressive that you could do that, but you know, you never know what you can get your cryptocurrency, your point zero 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 six seven eight, you know, bitcoins for, uh, in, in terms of how many dollars you can convert it for, like nothing, nothing fluctuates that quickly or it shouldn't let's put this yeah way. exactly if it's, it's a currency it shouldn't yeah exactly you never we're see not, that we, we, we can't all be turkey or russia no or venezuela <laughs> yeah like you can't, this, this, this doesn't happen but so okay so venice uh so silvergate they went under so, so well um, they don't go they didn't go under silvergate just decided they weren't going to do business anymore oh okay right yeah that's so, right that's right so silvergate said um it's wednesday you know what? We're done. We're, we're tired of being a bank. Depositors come get your money. We aren't going to be open. We're not going to be a business after a certain point. They're going to they're going to sell off all their uh, they're going to sell or transfer all their assets to, to someone that's buying probably their parent company. And then also their liabilities will be settled either yeah. by them or by their parent company, probably by them before they transfer remaining assets to the parent company. So does this spill right. over into Silicon Valley Bank at all? Because I know Silicon Valley, they're one of those banks, you know, every bank has their specialty, right? Whether it's retail, right? So they're like retail banking, which is Wells Fargo. Absolutely. And then there's, you know, investment banking, which is Goldman Sachs. Banks have specialties. Right. Yes. Every bank has specialties. Silvergate, or not Silvergate, excuse me, Silicon Valley, their specialty was was VC, right? It was like VCs they, and startups. VCs yeah. and startups. So they did like, they do uh, anything? They were, they, was there any contagion in terms of Silvergate? From and, Silvergate? Well, okay. So what I can say is this. I, do, I, I haven't looked. I have not looked at- um, If they held any like- Sil uh, Silver, Silicon Valley's Sil books. Yeah. So I, I don't know either. I don't yeah. know if they've held any Silvergate dead or- But maybe they held crypto. I, I it doubt be, they did. Because the best thing is uh, Silvergate's liquidating. They're not forced to liquidate. They're not mm -hmm. losing money. Their oh. liabil the liabilities will be absorbed by someone else. It, uh, I don't that care. Is, that is uh, so ridiculous. The worst thing you could possibly have in any economy, which is contagion in depositors or fear in yeah. people. Because one of my favorite lines from Men in Black is, a person is smart. People are dumb, stupid, panicky animals. Yeah, God, that's so and true. it gets uh, worse. Yeah, and it gets worse. 
but that, no, that's so true because I think that's part of what's happening with Silvergate. So, I mean, and regional mm-hmm. banks, if you look at regional banks, they just got crushed. Oh my God, last week, what a, what a Which, bloodbath. Yeah, they did. And the, and the real problem is like regional banks tend to be the most solid. The smaller your bank, the more solid you tend to be. Yeah, and the more room for growth you have, risks. too. Yeah, yeah and you that, too. Take yeah, risks. Yeah. Or you can, but you, but you don't. You don't Okay, so let me like remind around this, because Silicon Valley well, Bank for, is, 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 is a relatively new bank. Sure, but we've forgotten is what happened Tuesday night. So, so Silicon Valley Bank, I'm sorry, no, Silvergate uh-huh. liquidates on Wednesday. Yeah. But on Tuesday... Silicon Valley Bank has this problem. Mm-hmm. Higher interest rates, just a higher um, risk-free rate. They've had that right? problem for the, several weeks we, now. Fed, but right? yeah. um, now it's finally come home to roost. It's finally marketing. And they realize, wow, we have a multi-billion, is that two and a half billion dollar hole in our balance sheet? Two and a half? We need liquidity. Yeah. That's well, the, we need liquidity. That's on the, that's on the safer liquidity side. liquidity gap. But, well, well okay. that's a, that was what they were saying on Tuesday before Wednesday open, yeah. all of Wednesday, before Thursday open, all of Thursday. Well, but, and before, I guess, the CEO's tweet on Wednesday night, which did not help things. Yeah. And then before Friday, which we didn't have to close Friday, before the California regulators kicked in the door and said, FDIC, you're in. Um, yeah. So, tu- so Tuesday, well, we, have the, we have the CEO, we, we have an announcement to the bank saying, hey, we have a, I imagine the fact that it was a public statement indicates that they tried very quietly and were unsuccessful to ask for liquidity. So essentially they were saying, we're going to sell equity, we're going to sell shares. Between Tuesday and Wednesday, they were like, we're going to sell shares to raise liquidity, liquidity and cover this basis, right? Because a bank has to maintain a certain debt to equity ratio or liability to, ec- to asset ratio or ra- rather more yeah. importantly it needs to God. cover here's the fun thing i meant to say this earlier um in bank accounting every penny you deposit is a liability to them because you have every legal right to get to it back for it on your whim exactly so they have yeah. to they have to cover their liabilities because every penny of cash you put into them becomes cash on their balance sheet on their asset side but mm-hmm. liability positor yeah positor they need to give that money back to you at, at some a whim yeah because they need to give it back to you on a whim right which is the reason why they you know quote unquote need certain amount of reserves like there's a reserve requirement they that each reserve, bank they have, has. which is why we have reserve requirements right but the thing so the thing is with uh with silicon valley bank is like silvergate fails the depositors kind of run for the hills, run to the hills, you know, that's, you know, Iron Maiden quote. And then um, from there, you know, I don't know if there was like, uh, all right, you know, we have our deposits in, in, uh, in Silicon Valley Bank. This is a newer bank. Oh, man, they have a lot of crypto exposure because they're Silicon Valley. They're, they're VC. Maybe they have a little bit of exposure to Silvergate. Do we run for like do, do the depositors there run for the hills, too? To me, I, I don't like, think on Wednesday night that was true. I don't, well, well, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm kind of pushing it till Friday. Yeah, because Thursday is I think actually Thursday is when the most damage happened. OK, so what happened on Thursday, you think? Thursday is where you get to this point where um, so what happened is Wednesday. It was Wednesday where you get this tweet from. After after market close, yeah. this tweet from the CEO of um, Silicon Valley Bank saying, essentially, we have this hole in our balance sheet. We're going to sell equity. We're going to sell equity to raise liquidity. Mm-hmm. We need everyone to be calm. So, 
Yeah. That's it. So is, no, that's so it. that's what made okay, so I was wondering if Silvergate had anything to do with that, but I guess that kind of makes sense. So in it that happened sense, on the, it happened on the same day. That, that's correlation, not causation. Although I imagine I, there, there is might some causation because I mean, they were they were in the they were all incestuously in the same crypto market. So I have right. to imagine that they were all there's let's put it this way. Silvergate, there's a great line in margin call. Being mm. the first one out the door isn't a panic. <laughs> Silvergate was the first one out the door and they left the other two behind. So, okay. I mean, let's talk about what happened, right? So, sure. S- Silvergate goes under, they, or that goes under. They just said, hey, we're not doing and business. That's liqu- liquidation, right? Sorry. Like, Everyone's going to be whole. Everyone's going to be fine. We quit. We're out. Which is a big head scratcher, but still, right? Like, I mean. Because banks are uh, in the business making money and yeah, that's essentially a restaurant and, going. Uh, we don't know how to cook food anymore. We're done. Yeah, so, exactly. And it's like, okay, so, so everyone come buy our shit. Yeah, so it's like, well, okay, so I just loaned you $50,000. Where, where's that money? Or I guess in, in terms of Silvergate, it's like, I'm just loaning you $50 million. What's going to happen to that? Right? There's that there's, there are those questions to answer. I don't know the answer to those they're questions. They're turning around, they're going, you know what? We're going to liquidate. We'll try. So actually, we'll give, yeah, we'll try to make for them, it's For them, it's actually perfectly easy. It's like, we haven't even invested your 50 million. So here's your 50 million right back. Yeah. But, but, exactly. but, but Silvergate, we're liquidating. Everybody's whole. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Right, and you're probably you might miss out on some interest payments, which is gonna suck if you were one well, of those. Well, that's right? but that's part of investment risk, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's not, and, a, that's not inherently a yeah, exactly. And if you you know, and maybe you'll you'll face some contraction risk too. But regardless, that happens. We move forward. We go to Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank, obviously, twenty four every, hours later, everybody's been talking about it. It's not it's not news. They they go under. FDIC says we're going in. We're 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 going to take over. We're Actually, FDIC doesn't ev- go in. California banking regulators go in. So what's this I hear about now, the FDIC here, so here's going what in? So, hey, so, but, but what's this? So th- th- Sorry, I feel like you're going like to answer and, and, my question. Well, but yeah, go on. Wednesday night, the CEO of the bank said, "I said, I'm sorry. Let me." Before we get into what he said, I said something in the Discord. You can get my wits of wisdom or absolute madness in the Discord every now and again. I was talking <laughs> with I was talking with someone in the Discord, and uh, he he asked, "Are, are the other banks actually?" I gotta go check the general and see who I was talking to or who I was talking to. Gitto. It was Gitto, Gitto yeah. And um, and Gitto asked me kind of like, "Hey, all these things is this what other banks are freaking out about?" And I'm like, "Absolutely," and they should be because. For Silicon Valley Bank, they were in an abs- they were in a hole. They had not they had not bargained for an increasing interest environment. They hadn't <laughs> they hadn't prepped for it. They right. weren't willing to accept a market that wasn't doing what they wanted it to, and so they didn't prepare for that risk. Well, I, in lieu, they had profits initially, and they failed. So this, I, I mean, this is this is what happened, in my opinion, with Silicon Valley Bank. And mm-hmm. feel free to correct me anytime. Well, well right? I guess what I was going to so, say is there was a run. In the there, end, was there was a run. Exactly. In the beginning on Thursday, there was a run. So everyone yeah. with money in the bank started taking the money money out. Right. But it's that, it's that thing. It's 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 the, the the very basic premise of banking is trust. And I think the phrase I used was, and I don't regret it because it's it's something I read in a in a book a long time ago, and it was essentially the entire premise of this is trust. Mm-hmm. But if trust be broke, as it's for me for some reason that that one simple phrase, if trust be broke. Those four <laughs> words have stuck in my mind for 20 plus years at this point. If trust be broke, it can't okay. be remade. Yeah. So, I, so this, is the, this is the thing about Silicon Valley Bank is, you know, absolutely, if trust be broke, 
it can't it can't be made whole again. And I think a lot of people were kind of going like, oh my gosh, you know, I just deposited a bunch of money in this in, in this bank. And mm-hmm. it's a newer bank. It's not Wells Fargo. It's not JP Morgan. It's not Citibank. It's not any of those banks, right? It's not the big denying. No, it's the one that all my venture capitalists use. It's the one that um, Yeah, it's like it's the well, one that yeah, I'm like, here. I'm in Silicon Valley. I'm running a as as we talked yeah. about as Giddo said in, in my conversation with and some people said investments in um a lot of bio startups, a lot of tech startups. Yeah. So I think Silicon Valley well, Bank so I think, cater to that because yeah, that's well, where they are. That's who they're yeah, looking so for. So I think with Silicon Valley Bank, their big mistake. So a lot of people and I've watched you know, a lot of Bloomberg, a lot of Yahoo Finance, a lot of CNBC to figure out what happened here. A lot of experts are blaming the Fed for this, right? That the raising interest Absolutely rates not. by six hundred basis points. I mean, that has a little bit to do I'm with sorry. it. Sorry, no, I agree with you. One hundred percent, it has. I don't think one hundred percent has nothing to do with the Fed. I would say ninety ten has nothing to do with the Fed. Ninety percent, oh, it's I, not the I, Fed's I, fault. Ten percent, it is. I, okay. Is it the Fed's fault? No. Is the Fed responsible for a certain aspect of this? Yeah, of sure. course. But of the course, the Fed has a different responsibility. Exactly. Okay, but but okay. hear me out. Hear me out. So like like so, let's look at the mechanics of why this happened, right? Absolutely. Silicon Valley Bank. They. Mm-hmm. I don't. I fundamentally don't think Silicon Valley Bank was a bad bank, right? But what I'll say is they completely mismanaged their fixed income Risk. sleeve in their portfolio. And the uh, risk, well, they particularly, yeah, well, they, risk, they, particularly well, with f- their fixed income sleeve, because that was like you you don't hold seven year definitely. terms. You don't hold seven year to ten year terms. I think that's what they had. I don't remember looking, but like they, they, they had quite a few. They had yeah, but they had like fifty. 50 or something like that percent of their book. percent of their book in long-term treasuries. And you're saying, okay, oh, this is wow. what we're using. This is what we're using to cover your, you know, we we're, this is what we're using to one promise you cover that short term. Yeah. yeah well, well, they're using okay, like, this is back in 2020, right? 2020, 2020, they got a bunch of depositors and they're like, all right, we we're trying to promise you a savings rate of this much per year, right? And in order to honor that promise, they were like, okay, well, we can't go to the front end of the curve because there's no yield in the front end of the curve. Back in 2020, right? 2020, there's no yield in the front end of the curve. So yeah, let's go not, to well, the- there's, to, to there's the, yield now, but it's not, I mean, I wouldn't yeah, well, say- I'm saying, great, Exactly. It's, like it's 20, a good yield if it I'm saying 2020. Out. I'm saying 2020. There was, there was no yield. Yeah, 2020. There was no yield at the front end of the curve, can, right? Can, can I just say like randomly that like there was only one business, there was only one business in the markets in 2020 that behaved rationally for a real market. It was Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, no, 100%, when, they, 100%. when they liquidated a lot of things. And then, and then everyone looks at them like six months later and they're like, oh, they what lost a lot doing? of yeah. money. They lost their shirts. Well, and my response is, yeah, because you got bailed out. Like yeah. they resp- they acted as if the government wasn't going to interfere. And the rest of you acted as if the government would. And obviously you were right. Well, but the thing I, is, you shouldn't have well, been. I mean, two years I also later, am glad the government Berkshire did. got the last laugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, yeah. But the, the thing is, okay, so Silicon Valley Bank, they they probably promised these insanely crazy yields or whatever it was, like for your savings rate, right? And they, you know, it's something you probably do if you're, as, you know, if, if he's a bank that specializes in VC, that's a normal thing to probably say like, hey, you know, hey, bank with us. But you're checking savings here and, you know, we'll make that grow and we'll turn that into, uh, you know, a, a 2% annual a year uh, yield for your savings or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Right. So, something along those lines. But they also had to go on the safe side, too. They had to go really, you know, barbell approach, really risky, really safe. But mm-hmm. they're like, OK, we need to invest in securities with a pretty decent yield. Back in 2020, they had to go into long term treasuries or, lo- or not long, but longer term treasuries. Yeah, longer term. And yeah. And now they're sitting on a bunch of one point eight seven percent 
yielding yeah. treasuries that so have a 10 year portfolio term for lack of a better term. Yeah. With a 10 year term or now probably eight year term, but it's like you're sitting on all these freaking treasuries that are literally held. You're are, holding are, are, are selling the, out well below par. Exactly. So if there's um, a run, if there's a run by the depositors on their money, yeah, like what, what, what the things that could easily liquidate to create exactly. liquidity so, aren't, so my thing is, in fact, they create losses. Yeah, exactly. So my thing is, okay, it's not. This is not the Fed's fault that you completely mismanaged. No. You're you're fixing them sleep. The Fed's this is, the Fed. The Fed's job is the economy. You as a bank are supposed to have a better ear to the market. And the, exactly. Frankly, the fact that it's it's that it's that they're looking at different things. Yeah. And the bank is going. Why aren't you? Why don't you have my back? And it's like because I'm the referee of the game and you're a participant. Yeah. And 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 worse than that. You're Cincinnati, not Kansas City. <laughs> exactly. Like the great uh, AFC Championship game analogy, by the way. Great but, callback. Yeah, seriously. But I, no, like, I, it's, I'm gonna. Yeah, but I, I know you are. I know, I know, I know. But I think it's, I think it's super utterly insane to, to blame. Like, I, I watched this one 20 minute interview with this guy who is much smarter than I am, much more experienced in the industry. So, so maybe if I got into a face to face argument with him, I'd get crushed. But based on the interview that I saw with him, he was like, this is all Jerome Powell's fault. This is all Jerome Powell. I'm like, no, it's not. Because you're taking depositors, you're taking depositors money, and you're going you, this balls deep into, any- into, into into U.S. government treasures on the back end of the curve. Which, by the way, is going to get crushed when the Fed raises five, raises by 500 basis points. This is just, sure. this is common sense. Any banking analyst can figure this out. Like, it's not hard. All right, yeah. let's, let's use the, co- we'll use a college football analogy because I'm good, because it's the only one that makes sense. Yeah. This is a coach blaming the team doctor for losing a game because one of the players was hurt and the coach intended to play him despite five weeks warning. Absolutely. But that's the thing is like, you got to understand if your portfolio duration is too far out into the curve and you know mm-hmm. that if there is a run on your deposits, you have to be able to scale back. Load. If you're, if make you're good, I have to make good. Exactly. On my Do you have to make good on my deposits. Yeah, like your, your portfolio the duration banking industry is, is based on, I have to make good on my deposits. Which means your portfolio duration needs to be managed in a way where that makes sense, right? Like if you know about bond duration, yeah, bond absolutely. Du- yeah, bond duration. Like you can't, so you can't be that far this- out in the curve. It just doesn't make any sense. Come on, you like, can't. You can't be, but you can't be hugely out on that curve. You can't just, be fifty percent so without for, any for, derivatives. It's well, which which so derivatives? Will, pur- yeah, derivatives say, would actually. Wild. Well, derivatives would actually bring you like for your portfolio duration. I'll bring it back a little bit. Which like I mean, it I, would I would give you some time or yeah. some some wherewithal or some liquidity to play with in the early. Yeah. I mean, this is so cringy um, that. I, so, I, you, you can see I, I, you can it's almost see, painful. You can see how like how distressed I am right now with this. There's so there's so with with securities, there's three classifications of security when you're a when you're a bank doing things like this, and it's essentially um, it's securities for trade, which is to say, yes, I'm acquiring this thing. I intend to sell it within a year. Uh, the other accounting term for that is it's a short term thing. Less than one year. I do not intend to have yeah. this on my balance sheet year over year. Absolutely. Yeah. There's also yeah, it's very what's short-term. called a, a hold to maturity, which specifically is for bonds, but also CDs and other things that have a lifespan. Yeah. Um, 
I am buying this now. I intend to hold it until it cashes you out. You buy a five-year bond. You're going to hold it for five years. Yeah. That's the that's that's, for- that's the other the other accounting term for that would be a long-term security. So now in accounting, this is about to get weird because in accounting, a long-term security is anything that's going to be on the books for longer than one year or a long-term liability or a long-term, whatever it's long-term, it's more than one year yeah. um, or is expected to be long longer than one year. In between that, you have this really big gray area because- Maybe I change my mind. Maybe I decide to hold something from trading, or maybe I decide to sell something that I plan to hold for longer. And that's where this whole new area of available for sale, yeah. which is where banks say, I've bought all these securities, usually bonds, but could be securities. And it says, look, they're available for sale. I don't yeah. plan to sell them in less than a year. I don't plan to hold them forever, but I have them. And yeah. now uh, what happened with um, Silicon Valley Bank is they had a huge number of available for sale bonds. Yeah. But huge. Aaron, what was the first thing you learned in a finance class? What's the most you should pay for something? The most I should pay for something? What it's worth? I, <laughs> I, want, I want to get right? less than I want to get less than what it's worth. I said most you should pay, pay for something. Not what should most. you pay for something. What's the most you should pay for something? Yeah, a penny less than what it's worth. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. So from an accounting perspective, what it's worth. Most you should pay for saying anything is what it's worth. But if that thing is worth you, a lot less because the the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by 600 basis or 500 basis, whatever it was. Exactly. Right? It, That's which, the next part. It's which is not something that should have been a, a surprise for Silicon Valley Bank. This no, is not something they that- They should have- for like, There's a reason you have car insurance. There's a reason people have health insurance. And it's because I don't- no one gets, no one drives a car going, I'm going to get into an accident. I better get insurance. I'm going to ram that car ahead of me. They're going, I might get into an accident. I need something to make me whole after a little bit of loss. Yeah. Now, ignoring the political things, which is what I would say is, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But, um, but economically, a bank also should say, I don't plan on interest rates going up, but I need to hedge myself against it. I need to forego profits currently to be ready against a negative uh or rather an inflationary yeah. increase or a interest increase i need to hedge myself against future loss what? and uh and the easiest way to explain that is there's a red light ahead of you and there's a car in front of you why did you hit the brake because i didn't run a ram into the car in front of me that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what they should have done hit the brake just in case <laughs> You have the insurance just in case. Well, you don't want to do that. So you have this, what's this, this awesome thing? It's like, well, I get this thing where you, where you automatically hit the brake. You never have to hit the brake again. Yeah. Well, I mean, so this is just to me, like, you know, the fact that people are blaming the Fed for this, this has nothing to do with the Fed. Mm. I don't blame the Fed, maybe more than 10%. Uh, so like I said, I understand the mixed signals. Like the Fed, their sentiment was clear. Yeah. They gave you, they gave you at the end of the, like they, they said, this is our target year end uh, overnight rate. This is our target year end rate. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, okay, well. Uh, I know you said 4%, but I assumed 35 and I'm angry at you because you're at 4%. Well, even then, if you assume 35 what what are you doing holding 1.87% yielding 10-year yeah. treasuries? Like, what are you doing? Seriously, that is foolish. It's better than dealing with the 4%. So I guess, I guess what I'll say is I, I will now explain the downfall of Silicon Valley Bank in the easiest way I can. And if you want to read it in written form, I have a truncated version in the general <laughs> oh, chat gosh. of the Discord, which you can find through oh, yeah. socials, which is at Drunkonomical at anything. Yes. Not MySpace. Sorry, Tom. My bad. I miss um, Tom. 
I'm I'm always just a MySpace, yeah. But and the best part was that we could we could pick our own music. That was oh my god, it was that was the best thing. You pulled you pulled to my page and you'd see you hear a nice little Pink Floyd song. It's great. Yeah, Mama, (laughs) should I trust the government? Mother, should I trust the government? Uh Yes, exactly. I was really hoping to be like. No, <laughs> no. But, but uh, at this point, yeah. no. So, um, so Silicon Valley Bank admits they have a hole in their balance sheet. Which, again, now the trust is broke. It's bad. Yep. Uh, Thursday morning, you wake up and you realize you're a depositor, you're whatever you are in Silicon Valley Bank, and you realize, oh, oh, uh-huh. I have more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the bank. I need to get I out of this. I'm only insured to be made whole to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Well. Yep. If I have $300,000 in Silicon Valley Bank, you got to get out. I'm going to move. What choice do you at have? At least $50,000 of that to a different bank because I, I know. And one thing I will say right now, despite all my complaints I'm about to have about the FDIC and Janet Yellen's, we're going to make all depositors whole without using taxpayer money, is this. And I yeah. trust this simple fact the FDIC will make me whole. Up to $250,000 per account type per bank. I trust that. I trust that yeah. like I trust gravity. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah like I trust it is a state of nature I assume to be correct. Yeah. Because well, that is the underpinning of the whole banking system yeah. in the U.S. is the FDIC. The fact that the most I can lose is anything in excess of a quarter million dollars. Exactly. Per account type per bank. Yeah. But- it, you know, if you have $15 million in there, which I'm sure doesn't help me, doesn't help me very much at all, especially if I'm a startup. Yeah, if exactly. I have $15 million in a bank and I know I may only be good for 250000 of this, and that's a huge amount of that startup money from a Series A. Boy, let me tell you, between a CFO and all his people, they're going to start pulling their money out in hunks and chunks. Exactly. And the, big thing, and the next thing is all banks have to have a liquidity ratio. They have a liquidity Which, ratio. Yeah. And when the- but that means, so what that means, you know, it's, you know, I'm trying to pick up where you left off, but what that means Absolutely is perfect. if you, if, <laughs> if everybody is running to the hills, everybody's withdrawing their money because, you know, they don't trust the deposits or, or whatever it is. If they're running for the hills and you have a portfolio duration of seven years or something like that, that means you're going to be selling a ton of bonds at a huge loss after 500 well, basis points. What, what, after 500 basis what points, it means is gonna, <laughs> if I'm an honest bank, if I'm not Bernie Madoff, I have to give you your money. I have to give you which, all your exa- money. Exactly, which means you have to sell a lot of bonds that you hold at a huge exactly. loss. Well, it means, at a huge well, it loss. means I have to... It means I have to liquidate. Which means and, you and have to sell next, a lot of bonds. I have to sell you, assets to, to, I have to sell assets to make good on my liabilities. Because remember, deposits are liabilities. Exactly. Which every means single you're one of you has a, every single bank has a liability to you. Fun yeah, fact. Which means, which means if you're the bank, you have to sell a lot of these treasuries oh, a lot of these long duration treasuries well, that are super sensitive to interest rate well, hikes so what i'll say is so what happened with silicon valley bank is the first thing they liquidated and i have to imagine it was the first thing they liquidated they liquidated every single available for trade everything they planned to yes. sell this year they sold it we realized we're still on thursday by the by they sold all of it yeah then they went we need more cash we don't have enough cash yeah uh, that's what so happens sold- when you're selling two percent Sub two yeah. percent ten so, year so here's, yield. So here's the great treasuries. thing. So 
when Silicon Valley Bank was initially buying their uh, buying these bonds, these treasuries or any other bonds, they were buying them at 1.7, 2.3, what, whatever it was. But they were at a low percent. The average, the their average right yield now, was like 1.9. Okay, sure. so sub two. The, uh, sub two. the overnight rate right now is plus four. It's four plus percent. It's four, four and a half to four, four and, and half. three quarter. Yeah. Which means if you're going to buy a bond. A bond now is paying out a hell of a lot better coupon. The risk-free rate right now is a hell of a lot higher. Yes. Than all the bonds you're currently holding. Yeah. Which means that, and so, so if, you're, if you're putting these on your books as available for sale, you are, and this is, an, this is accounting knowledge, you are registering a recognized, which is to just say, realized. current value is lower, not rec- not realized, oh. a recognized. Oh, oh current. Yeah, recognizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in yeah, yeah. um in additional other income, you are recognizing, which is which goes right under retained earnings in the owner's equity part of the balance sheet. You are recognizing any gains or losses. For market changes, yeah, not exactly. realizing them, but you are recognizing them. Yeah, so you're available. So I, I think now what the I real saw problem was- is is when you actually have to sell and you have to realize that loss because you rec- you get to recognize yeah, quarterly. Exactly, I can recognize I am ugly every three months. I deal with that <laughs> fact. I deal Same with here. that fact. Like, Whiskey helps. Like, you can recognize your your if you have to if you have to only recognize all of your problems four times a year. That's great, but if you have to realize all your problems at once on the same yeah, day. Yeah, so if you're saying like, Ugh. hey, these are the available for sale in case, which, you know, to your point, a lot of, you know, in terms of banking, banking, accounting. I, I, I could have recognized this next month. No, I have to, I have to, I have to, to re- realize, realize, make it real, cause it to have occurred, all of it and all today. Yes, exactly. Today? Which is a big problem <sighs> if you went long a bunch of, and I hate to keep stressing this, government securities with Absolutely. low yields that have long durations what do you think is going to happen to those securities in terms of their, it, in terms of their available for sale value when the federal reserve hikes interest rates by 500 basis points i've said that like nine times now but yeah you're exactly right <laughs> so so what's, so what's happened is i've so, i've i purchased these bonds at a discount because i never pay more I never pay more than what it's worth. In fact, Absolutely. if I can get an extra penny out of it, I never pay more than a penny less than it's worth. Nice. I've yeah. done that. Now, that's what they did on every bond on their books, whether it's for trade, available for sale, or to mature. Yeah. So kudos to them, risk-free rate bonds, Excellent. technically, right? Yeah. Now, they never, they never considered an upside tick in interest rates, which- How? Hello? <laughs> and I did just hit myself in the head, and frankly, I wish I could hit one of them. Yeah, I've been hitting myself. Even, even my mic felt it. My mic just fell. And <laughs> I, it I noticed it. that, dude. Um, <laughs> I've been hitting but, myself in the head, so too. I'm surprised I missed the mic the so, whole time. This is what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. They bought a $1,000 bond, because that's the standard face value of bonds. Yes. For $900. Yes. I don't know that that's true. I was using this well, a ten-year bond. I mean, maybe I don't know. I, maybe they bought it for a thousand. Just, just for this, for okay, the sake yes, of for easy numbers. Easy numbers. They bought yes. a thousand-dollar bond for nine hundred dollars because it was worth nine hundred dollars. Yep. Was worth nine hundred dollars and one penny with its coupon rate and the interest rate. And we'll say this: the interest rate was two percent. Two percent to make it easy because that's what because that was less than the, at the time. And, and, and you but, know what? And the coupon rate was. And someone go back in time and tell me the math is wrong. 
1.8%. Because if you do that, it's a five-year bond. Now you have all the data you need to know to tell me that I'm wrong because the numbers, because they either overpaid, they've really overpaid. Um, (laughs) But that's what it is. And now they're turning around with this thing that I spent $900 to acquire this $1,000 in five years' time. Yep. But right now, the market is paying 4.5%. So two it's years a later- great market to buy new bonds in. <laughs> yeah. But if you're trying to create liquidity, you're not buying bonds, you're selling shit. You're selling your bonds. If I'm selling shit and I'm selling my bonds, I'm selling a bond I paid $900 for. And again, I could do the math, but I'm not going to because I've had a few drinks. Well, more let's, than a few. Let's also look at it this way. Let's look at it this way, right? So you bought something for $900. That entitles you to $1,000 in five years. Well, now let's mm-hmm. pass two years, right? Let's, because now it's 2023. They bought these in 2021, probably. And let's say, and let's say people are coming to my house demanding all of their money back because I've loaned or I've borrowed a lot. Well, not borrowed. I'm, I'm storing people's money in my house. Yeah, for whatever reason. Money, and now I have to turn to Ebenezer Scrooge, my neighbor, my good <laughs> neighbor. I've always liked him. <laughs> uh, gets a little loud there on Christmas Eve, but he's usually good in the morning when he orders the new turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're I saying, tell him, hey, Ebenezer, hey, Ebenezer, I got Ebenezer, this thing. I need cash. I need cash. And he looks at me and he goes, What do you goes, have? Those bonds, what you paid 900 for. Not a year ago. I will give you 600 for them today. And he's being nice. And he is being kind because for some reason he doesn't hate me. Yeah. And I sell to him these bonds. I, I, I sign them. They're now his bonds. He gives me the script, the cash. I then go to my front door and I start handing the cash out again. And suddenly I realize I don't have any bonds anymore to sell. Because they're under two different categories? No, I don't have any. I don't have any available for sale bonds anymore. I've sold all of them. Oh yeah. Every well, single well, available well, for sale bond I've got, every single available for trade bond. Um I can't I can't sell my well yeah, I because could, they're, because they're not because they're, they're under different categories now, is, right? They're under they're under the health to maturity or I the have to go into hold to maturity, maturity bonds. Now if I start yeah, selling yeah, yeah, yeah. if I start Those selling bonds. my hold to maturity bonds, which I'm also sitting here looking and realizing I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take a fucking bath on these. I'm gonna lose so much money selling these. But more importantly, most importantly, maybe these bonds are actually a critical part of my reserve requirements. Yeah, dude, which is ridiculous because like I understand like the quotes on these bonds were completely misconstrued because they were quote unquote considered risk free. You gotta understand something about bonds is that there's no such thing as a risk-free bond. Government bonds aren't risk-free unless they're actually held to maturity, right? Like if you're if they're held to maturity, you're probably gonna get everything. All the coupon payments are gonna get paid in. You're I, not have gonna, assume, the, I have to assume. I have to assume. You would have if, to if, assume. If I were to buy, right, there's de- there's debt ceiling, you know, things like that we need to talk yeah. about, right? As but long like, as my bond has a has currently a life that is longer than the next nine months. I will be paid in full. Exactly. So you have to assume that you're going to get all your coupon payments and you're going to get the, the, the face value of the bond back and you're going to be made hold that way. But if you need to sell these bonds halfway through, you're owning these bonds. They're not risk free because we all know that if you have a, you know, a 10 year bond that you've held for three years, so there's seven years left in the bond and it's yielding. Two percent or something like that. Let's just say two percent. So you're getting twenty dollars every six months for the next seven years left on the bond. Like, who's going to want to pay money for that if the new bonds that are being issued are, are paying forty dollars every are six months? Are paying forty dollars exactly? So 
That's my thing is like, you have to understand, like if you're Silicon Valley Bank, you have to understand that this rising interest rate environment is not well, they good. didn't have to. They're in receivership. <laughs> they should have understood. Exactly. Other banks understand. You know, so that's what happened. That's what happened. That, that is that is what appears to have happened with um, with Sil- I'm sorry, with Sil- with Silicon Valley Bank. I yeah. It's Silvergate, but I, th- I meant Silicon Valley Bank. Um, yeah. That was Friday. And now on Friday in the mid afternoon, actually, probably the morning in California, California bank regulators kicked in the door and they said, uh, absolutely not. They sent word to the stock exchanges. They said this is no longer trading. Yeah. And then they said they, they placed it in legal receivership. And they said the FDIC is the receiver. So for those of you who wonder what receivership is, because we've used the, I think we used the expression a long time ago. We were talking about um, the German when the German government placed uh, Russian-held uh, oil and natural gas companies into state receivership. Um, in the U.S., it's the FDIC. is essentially it's not the state, but it is the state. But it isn't the state. But it is the state. Yeah. Receivership is the ownership and control of a company has been seized from its board of directors and management. It is now being held by the receiver right? Receivership. The receiver now has every legal right and authority to run this business in order to uh, uh, recoup its losses, including and are not limited to liquidating any assets. Often, what you'll see with receivership is that a receiver will take control if the business is valid. It will run the business over time, Mm -hmm. recoup its losses, and when it is made whole, it will take the business out of receivership and return it to but yeah, the free but like, market, the free and fair market. Yeah, well, like, that's the thing about receivership is, like, you have to understand, like, I don't know what the reserve requirements were. Like, I, maybe it, Silicon Valley Bank was a completely functioning bank, you know, good balance sheet. I, I don't at think they At one point, yeah. Yeah, at one point they were. They were absolutely a great bank. But so, but, but so was Signature Bank. So, so exactly. we ignored Signature Bank, and it's because Signature Bank... Was Sunday. We haven't. It wasn't. Yeah. It was closed. It was. It was put in receivership. Shut yeah. Down over the weekend yeah. For the same thing. And so there's. What I will say is there's a fact. Um, the FDIC and the Treasury have said there was systemic risk in the banks. The banks were apparently systemically incompatible with being legitimate businesses or good businesses. Right. Um, which I guess brings the real question of where were the regulators before this? Because yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Where were the regulators before this? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, and that's the thing. Underfunded about, is the answer, by the way. But no, I, I I think it goes so much further beyond that. I think it goes into oh, yeah. the complete mismanagement and the and the rapidness oh, of yeah. okay, the underfunded like that that aspect has to do maybe with the fact that uh, you know the, the Fed hike rates so fast, but. I really think that the, like the you same know, smart guys in different banks were able to position against it. Yeah. Failure to position against things that everyone else is positioning for isn't I was surprised. It's foolishness. It really it's, is. It's, it's actually it's actually and um it's there is a there is a legal couchment with this and I'm not a, it's fiduciary misconduct. Right. It's misconduct at the very least, but it's fiduciary misconduct that exactly. you don't prepare. Exactly. So against. that's what I'm saying. Like in terms of the whole receivership thing, it's like you saw this coming. Like, you know that th- these are un- economically uncertain times. You know that at any point there's going to be, you know, crazy sheer, like just indescribable panic for people's funds or whatever it is. Right. So when you see this, like, when do you think like, all right, well, our portfolio duration just doesn't match up with our risk, pr- with, with our risk sentiment at all. So maybe uh, let's not do that. Maybe let's not, uh, you know, have a portfolio duration of eight years. Well, you'd think you know? so. You'd yeah, you'd so. think so. You'd, you'd, you'd hope that the uh, the the guy um, 
that the ship captain who is heading straight for the lighthouse has a plan instead of like, right. no, I'm heading for the light. It's the safest thing to do. Why do you think mosquitoes are so safe around the bug zapper? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, speaking of which, you know. If you want to, um, like, let's put it this way. Guys, this is a cry for help. <laughs> if it seems like neither of us is drinking at all during the podcast for longer than four weeks, we need you to place us in receivership. Yes. We need you to run down to the liquor store. And we need you to put a bottle to our lips. Because that is not what we stand for here at Drunkenomics. We stand where, well, we stand for responsible drinking. Yes. Or if you're going to be irresponsible about it, be responsible about how you get home, how you get where you're going and everything else. I eat, don't and how I take care of your family, you know, exactly and right. Yeah, no, don't, yeah, don't yeah. Make, yeah. If you're going to be hungover, you know, don't break the entire. F- <laughs> That's critical news to us. More importantly, if you want to become investors, they're going to get fucked over. If we ever go into receivership, <laughs> feel free to buy some merch. It could be really awesome. Right. You get yeah. some really awesome nice. merch from us that, uh, no, seriously, look, like, I mean, this is fake. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying we're going to create a, um, a risk management department of drugonomics, but I am saying we should. Do, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah, why not? I, 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 I don't know. It's and common I'll, and sense. I'll be honest. I'm willing to bet that like we'd still probably be ahead of Lehman. <laughs> At this point, I think we'd be head of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. But well, yeah, we're still open <laughs> for business. I know, but it's still the whole like, smaller market cap, but still open. I know, but it's still the whole like. How did you not see that? But anyways, okay, so it's these uh, are the guys in the yes. tunnel that saw light ahead of them, and they went, "Oh, it's the exit," and then they heard train sounds, and they were like, "Ah, oh, it's, it's still the, the exit. exit." Yeah, exactly. Uh, but speaking so. of which, uh, if you want to look good, even if you, even if it is the exit. I mean, I don't know. Poor analogy, I maybe. I mean, has a pretty sweet hookup for that. It definitely does. And, uh, you can get some nice black hoodies, some tank tops, some, uh, I don't know, coffee mugs, whatever it is. It's nice. I say, there's, cool. there's, some sweet, there's some sweet golf polos if you ever want to hit the links and be like, oh, yeah. I have a twin yet, but I could. <laughs> I could drive that far, and then I could drive again, and I could argue with myself over which one of us is better. The one who drove farther or the one who got closer to the pin. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and no, speaking of which, uh, also, if you want to leave a tip in the tip jar, um, you know, we definitely want to wear these uh, Drunkenomics merches in front of all the central banks to help them become a little bit more Drunkenomical. You can leave a tip in the tip jar by going to patreon.com slash Drunkenomics. That's patreon.com slash Drunkenomics. Seriously, really appreciate uh, all the help you guys do, either there or uh, buying your Also, I just, are really... I just heard about these crazy awesome things. I heard, I, did you know that the, um, the Fed Reserve Banks, they have um, sub offices in major cities? Really? I looked one up and I'm like, well, okay. Now I'm just going to have to wear the hoodie in multiple major cities. I'm in. I'm dude, in to win it. Yeah, Let's we, do it. We, we're in it to win it, dude. So, seriously, one. Love drinking with you guys. You guys are so awesome. First we um, fill it, then we kill two, it. That's how I roll. Exactly. And two, seriously, if you, you know, these people need to be a little bit more drunkenomical, and we're here to help them do that. So, uh, if unfortunately, you help they're six months behind. And, or yeah, exactly. Between six months and one week behind. If they knew about Doom Loops, well, they would have both shut down the, they would have shut down um, uh, Silicon Valley before they had two days of shit trading. Right. They wouldn't have waited. But hey, exactly. we don't know them. You let them know. Yeah, but, but seriously, um, like. We're going to um, keep playing. All I'm going to say is this. We're going to keep playing Chestnut Checkers. Uh, we're going to keep feeling and killing. We're going to keep um, Absolutely. staying awesome. But uh, Aaron, what's that thing? Most I, importantly, yeah, I most think importantly, we're this week, do. I've, I've got a pretty busy week ahead, but I need to remember, how should I live my life this week, Aaron? What do I need uh, to do first and foremost? I mean, come on, man. You got to um, stay ergonomical. Ah, uh, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Cheers.